I'm Kate Daniels. Feeling empowered, knowing how to reach that place of personal empowerment, I feel we're going to make some important headway here. Two friends, two women who love to write, two women each with a health crisis, collaborated to create the GetWellProject.com and write the related tool, the book, Write Your Stress Away, Tame the Tension in Your Life. And quite perfectly, they are together this morning to join us and share some important insights on stress, on disease, on healing, and living the life we were meant to live. Diane and Sue, it is really so wonderful to welcome you this morning. Thank you, Kate. It's nice to be with you. Kate, we're so pleased to be here. And I equally am pleased because this is such an important area of our lives is to deal with our health. I mean, that's pretty fundamental, of course. And to look at it in terms of write your stress away, tame the tension in your life, and the connection that has to our health and well-being versus disease, uh, it's very exciting. So I'm looking forward to sharing this really critical information with our listeners. So first of all, thank you both for doing this work, for writing the book, and leading us to make it that much easier for ourselves. You're welcome. We're happy to do so. So because stress comes in the title of the book, I think that would maybe be a good place to begin in terms of stress in our lives. We know there's good stress and bad stress and stress is all around us, uh, but there's research too that underscores that. So would either of you like to just kind of touch on that so we have that as part of our foundation here? Certainly. This is Sayan. Yes, stress has been around from the beginning of time. And as you said, there's the good stress, the bad stress, and then there's ugly stress. And what research has taught us is um, basic human design provides um, a fight, flight, and then later was added freeze reaction to threats by humans, uh, which is about survival. And um, that is a good thing. If a bear is chasing you in the woods, um, you're your stress hormones are going to react and um, your your physical as well as emotional and uh, mental certainly responses to survive and escape the bear. The challenge today, particularly in the 21st century, is that um, as humans, we haven't evolved past that fight or flight, despite the fact that we are constantly barraged with stress whether we know it or not, and it's generally referred to as the unconscious undercurrent of stress, so that stress hormones, well, they can be good in the bear situation, if you will, but those stress hormones being perpetually present in our bodies, causing inflammation, uh, potentially um, undermining our immune system, our autoimmune system, um, can do us harm. And examples of that are um, the constant barrage of uh, uh, press, uh, digital age, um, perhaps all the kinds of issues that we live with of uh, the daily hassles, uh, whether you have health issues, chronic or episodic or uh, relationship issues, um, just listening to the news. And then if you Google, you'll see all the 
major stressors that are the classics of um, major life change events like uh, getting married or being divorced or the death of someone that you love and care about. So stress is about us and um, linked to the six leading causes of death today and disease. And that is part of what prompt us to put together our writing method to help others to um, get to the root of their stress and do something with it. And that's a good place for us to perhaps mention that and and kind of focus on that a bit. Write to Be Well is your writing method, and it is something that began really organically with each of you doing this for yourselves in your own life and realized the value, and you've shared it with others, and you've already even had that kind of response, right? That's correct. Um, We both started writing as children, actually. Um, It was something that we both enjoyed doing and found to be um, helpful just in terms of dumping some of our emotions as we were growing up. Uh, We did a lot of journaling. And then when both of us were hit with a major disease, um, Diane with breast cancer and myself with type 1 diabetes, insulin dependent, uh, we turned to, it was sort of natural for us to turn to writing again and to see if we could wade through um, not only the emotions associated with being diagnosed with a major illness, but also what to do about it. Um, all of a sudden, you're faced with doctor visits and huge lifestyle changes that you need to implement, and all the information is just totally overwhelming. So um, we both independently were using our our writing and later discovered that we had used uh, sort of the same method, actually, in addressing our issues. And that was the birth of of Right to Be Well and our methodology that we found to be very helpful and wanted to share with others. And kind of... Jumping a a bit forward, either one of you or both of you had the response from your physicians that this was definitely healing, that it was life-saving. Yes, that was me. Um, I The breast cancer diagnosis wasn't the typical one, um, and uh, the, it, the diagnosis part was, uh, it was the question of finding a lump when mammogram didn't show it. And um, so lots of doctors and lots of tests and lots of questioning and is it or isn't it? And do you do a biopsy or don't you? And uh, very, you know, very overwhelming emotionally and confusing. And through my writing, I was really able to uh, clear my head and um, eliminate that sense of overwhelm and fear and become a self-advocate with clarity of what I needed to do to take care of myself and insisted um, with my doctor on a a path forward and confirmed the malignancy. And later my physician said, you know, because I had shared my writing, I'm in touch with my intuition and we need to do something here. And uh, my physician listened and said, I think the writing may have saved your life. 
that in itself should be you know worth the value of the book and and immersing each of ourselves uh, into in some way committing ourselves to do the same thing. Wouldn't you both agree? Yes, absolutely. I think there's so much within us that we need to listen to, and writing helps us to get to it. And that uh, whether it's the unconscious undercurrent of stress or whether it's just the noise, if you will, of uh, the environment we live in, um, you know, writing helps you get centered and really um, be able to get clarity of focus to move forward. So I think we've established quite strongly the value and the and the reason that each of us ought to needs to I think commit ourselves to it without it being a stress though correct we don't want to add yes. more stress to ourselves to- no no and one of the ways that you don't add more stress uh, through writing is that you realize that the writing is for your eyes only that you don't have to share it with anyone unless you choose to share it with somebody else. So don't consider it to be uh, an English composition where you are going to be graded on it. You can write in phrases or bullet points, or you can write full sentences. It just, it really doesn't matter. So it is certainly not meant to add more stress to your life, to help you not only purge some strong emotional stressful feelings, but also to reevaluate your values and build a positive plan for the future. So that's really good to establish, again, as another fundamental point as we move forward. So as we approach our own writing, and I'm glad we alleviated the stress, it's for our own eyes only, and it can be done in any way that we want to, which also means we might be writing with a pen or pencil in hand, or we might be doing it on our computers. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Um, It's whatever works for you. There is a mind-body connection with writing, but studies show that it works both ways, Um, that your hand on paper is certainly a mind-body connection, but also your fingers on a keyboard works just as well. So whatever you're the most comfortable with is the best way for you to write. And just get started. Experiment with what works. And what works, that's the important thing, isn't it, for our own selves? Yes, it's just whatever works. I mean, we like to even say that you could be... um, sitting, I'll say, at a a cafe and um, have just a paper napkin in front of you as you're drinking your coffee and write some bullet points. Um, And that works just as as well. Once you get used to our methodology, which is a four-step process. So um, there are times that it's so ingrained, the process is so ingrained in me, of course, that I can just sit and do bullet points for each of the four steps and find that it provides me relief and direction. 
And so we really don't have the luxury of a lot of time to be able to go into all of the steps. We should say that all of this information is so readily and well available for us through uh, your online uh, source, as well as your book, which is Write Your Stress Away, Tame the Tension in Your Life, correct? Yes, our our book, um, Write Your Stress Away, Tame the Tension in Your Life, um, presents the research behind this. And then the second section uh, leads you through each of the four steps. And the first step is telling your story. The second step is identifying what matters and uh, what your positive affirmation is for the future. The third step is what we call action scripting a plan. And the fourth step is being reflective with your writing to assess your commitment and confidence in moving forward. And that can be with a big issue that you're dealing with or a small issue. And so in the second section of the book, we take you through chapter by chapter each of those steps, as well as demonstrate in the book with a story of one of our, um, one of our users of the method who tells the story of recovering from a uh, Widowmaker heart attack. And uh, through each of the chapters, it demonstrates the use of the steps. So with the book, you're able to sit down yourself and uh, go through the steps and see how someone else has done it, as well as the four stories that are in Section 3 of our book, uh, each with a little different slant. And this might be a good time to mention, Sue, how you took this project to Africa and you worked with women there. I think that can dispel that language could be an issue or, you know, there might be other encumbrances, which, of course, you found there aren't. That's right. Um, When I went to um, Malawi, Africa, with a group uh, called Voice Flame, we worked with women who had never um, had an opportunity to tell their stories. And we found that even if they um, wrote in their own language and we used an interpreter, they still felt a great sense of relief um, and release, I should say, after telling their stories and having them, um, in this case, sharing them with uh, the group because they chose to and being affirmed um, in their story. So it was a very healing experience and reminded me that writing is very therapeutic and it doesn't matter what language you do it in or where you are in the world. Putting your thoughts down on paper are are just very healing. It was a great experience. And that is beautiful to know that You know, you reach across the world and use your methodology and women are being healed and having that experience, how there is, of course, it can't be helped, a ripple effect. Right. That's right. I think the women felt stronger and um, more in tune with themselves after they had written. And so this process of writing it down 
you know, when we're holding a stress, it's it's internal, and we know how then it's agitating, and we may not even necessarily feel that agitation. But to get that down on paper, it's like almost physically taking it outside of ourselves, at least part of it. Isn't that some of the the psychology uh, that goes along with it? You're absolutely right, Kate. Um, writing is really proven to be an effective tool to manage this uh, illness-wellness connection. And um, the um, research was just astounding when they got into it. And what we like to say is we were able to see it and connect the dots. But writing is a way to purge strong, emotional, stressful feelings. And that's with that first step of expressive writing. It's a way to reevaluate your values. Um, and, and get at what stress undermines what's most important to us and um, a way to build a positive plan to identify what matters and moves forward. Um, a researcher, Bessel van der Kolk, uh, had written a book, The Body Keeps the Score, and I just love the title of that book, about what holding emotion in the body, that mind-body connection, mind-emotion uh, body-emotion connection that Sue spoke to. And research really supports writing as a wellness tool, um, and it's proven. It reduces doctor visits. It improves uh, immune functioning with the T lymphocytes in the blood, to get a little clinical here. Um, it's been proven to improve aftercare outcomes of heart attack patients, reducing pain in cancer patients. And um, just the, the whole piece of accepting, as Sue and I experienced with, you know, major diagnoses of what could be a life-threatening situation, just being able to write and disclose and have a positive approach to the future and accept that information in such a way that you can attach it to your values and move forward supports the behavior change needed to really help us um, thrive, not just survive. So you're absolutely right. And I can see this um, being somewhat of a um, an objective kind of uh, ex- exercise so that it's taking that stress uh, many times in the form of a disease and, and rather than having it be part of ourselves, we can kind of put it out there on the paper so that we're not seeing it as being one and the same. It's a thing. And I think, Sue, you write about that too, or comment on it, that you are not the diabetes. It's just something that is in your life. That is so true. I find that when I put something down on paper, it it does get it outside of myself so that I can almost look at it objectively as if it were a thing um, that I can work with. And I found that with the diabetes, uh, that's really what I wanted to do because I didn't want the disease to define me for the rest of my life. I wanted to um, think of myself and continue to think of myself as a healthy person. And um, I've been able to do that by recognizing that the diabetes is a piece of me. Um, it is, I like to call it one thread in my narrative, but it's not all of me. You know, I am much more than that disease, and I think that everyone can get to that point when they consider that 
um, health is a continuum from, uh, on one side, illness to the other side, which we call health, and that we have a choice um, as to how we want to live our lives um, so that we can move towards greater wellness. And the wellness can encompass not only our health, but our finances, our relationships, and everything else that goes into making us a whole person. And yes, the whole person. So we look at these different aspects of ourselves, you know, looking at our relationships, at our finances, uh, which is our work life, all of it is so intermingled. We can see how we can get it on paper and it's going to bring some clarity. We'll see the connections and we can separate them and really be able to, I, well, stand back, have that objective look at it again. That's correct. One of the exercises that we have in our writing uh, methodology is to take like a third-person perspective on your problem. So it's quite interesting, actually, to like pretend that you're somebody else, whether it be a good friend or your doctor or somebody that knows your situation, and to look at yourself um, from that perspective. It really helps to take it outside of yourself and be more objective. So we have so many tools. We can think of them as gifts that you're sharing with us this morning, Diane and Sue, of how we can really get a better control, an understanding of our own lives, which we may have to a degree, we may not have it all, we may have a lot of it, and yet there's such opportunity for even more advancement and a better understanding and, and being even weller, getting even more better kind of thing. Yes. As Sue mentioned, the health continuum, that is our definition of health. You know, the dictionary might say it's absence of disease. We look at this continuum as a spectrum, and you can be in very different places in different aspects of mm -hmm. your life on that spectrum of, if you will, illness to wellness. And so um, looking at yourself in a holistic way, this writing method can help you um, really get at the heart of what matters to you, what the, you know, how others might, how you might think others perceive you to be, and coming up with the best optimal health, self-actuated plan to help you uh, be well. Um, our website, the getwellproject.com, explains how uh, this writing method can help you to, uh, as we say, get well, be well, and stay well. And that um, can be your whole being, but at the same time, you can break it down into pieces. You might want to get well, be well, and stay well with your financial health. Um, that creates stress in your life. You might want to get well, be well, stay well with your relationships. And in an integrative way, all those things contribute to our overall health and wellness and optimal wellness. So our four steps are not just for those who are dealing with chronic or life-threatening life disease. Our four steps can be used to say, I just want to optimize my, my well-being. 
and it's for you to decide what that is. No, nobody else can de- define for you what well-being and optimal health means. You need to find that for yourself based on what matters to you with your values in life. And the thing that I think is exciting is that when we are on this path and we have an idea of what that is, as we grow and go through these experiences, that might move further and further along. It's kind of like climbing the mountain. You discover, oh, there's another mountaintop ahead. And you get there and there's another one. So there's so much growth that's involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a saying, an anonymous saying that I love, that's to move a mountain, you have to go one stone at a time. And to move many mountains, you have different one stones at a time. And um, often I think we think of behavioral change, um, needing to make a change in our lives for whatever reason, as an overwhelming big mountain and then can tend to give up. Um, What this helps you to do is identify what that stone is in the mountain that might look like overwhelm and focus on that small step to move it forward and um, to pick and choose and prioritize based on what matters to you, what your values are in such a way that you can move yourself forward and get well, be well, and stay well, however you define it. So there's such great value here. We find ourselves sometimes bogged down thinking about all these issues around health care and insurance and all of that, which is important. But where we can see that we have an opportunity to gain some control, that is so powerful. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think often along with that definition of health being absence of disease, Sometimes, uh, and this is, you know, opinion here coming out, but from experience, you know, there is a place for Western medicine, and it's a wonderful aspect. It's a slice of pie that's a part of how do we take care of ourselves, how do we control, if you will, our wellness, and in an integrative way, we can think about how each piece of that high plays a a part of our life. So uh, you have strep throat, you perhaps go to the doctor to address that uh, in a Western medicine way. And if you're dealing with stress, then there is a tool, right to be well, to help you manage that stress and figure out how you can get to the root of it and do something with it. And perhaps you have um, a challenge with nutrition uh, because you travel all the time and you don't have time to eat then there's a slice of the pie that says, how do I help take care of myself and make a priority to get my proper nutrition? So those just as examples in terms of looking at the parts of your lives and the tools that you can use. We see uh, Right to Be Well as a great companion to stress management tools like exercise, meditation, uh, yoga, It's not a replacement, it's a complement, and the difference being right to be well helps you get to the root cause of it, and those other complementary things help you to manage it. So, so many tools in your arsenal that you can identify and put together in your toolbox, if you will, 
and um, we just want to share with the world the opportunity for health and healing with writing as one of those tools to help yourself move forward and be well, get well, be well, and stay well. Well, I, for one, am so grateful, Diane and Sue, that you have this experience and an expertise, and you've put it together in such great formats with the book, with the online writing project, with the encouragement and stories you've shared with us this morning. The book, of course, Write Your Stress Away, is available at all of our favorite book sources, correct? Correct. Online book sources. Yes, and ask for it at your favorite brick-and-mortar store if you can't find it that way, and that is your choice. So I do thank you so greatly for your passion and your commitment, and certainly, Diane and Sue, for spending this time with us this morning. Thank you, Kate. It was really nice to be with you. Thank you, Kate. We so appreciate it. You're so welcome. This is Mandy Ringenberg with the Sunday Morning Shout-Out. This week's shout-out goes to the Arthritis Foundation and their upcoming Jingle Bell Run and Walk. Get your jingle on at the most fun and festive holiday fun run around, all to battle the number one cause of disability. The Arthritis Foundation's Jingle Bell Run is the original festive race for charity bringing people from all walks of life together to champion arthritis research and resources. It's where you can strut your stuff in your favorite holiday costume and feel good about doing good. Together, we'll jingle all the way to a cure and have a fantastic time every step we take. Bring a team of friends, family, or coworkers to run or walk. Get your jingle on and spread the spirit of yes. Yes to having fun and celebrating what you love. Yes to living life to the fullest. Yes to conquering arthritis for good. 100% of your registration fee and fundraising will go to a great cause. For 54 million Americans, a better quality of life is a hope and a dream. Simple everyday tasks can be difficult and painful for people with arthritis, and many people are not able to do what they love. Leading the fight for the arthritis community, the Arthritis Foundation helps conquer everyday battles through life-changing information and resources, access to optimal care, advancements in science, and community connections. Register for the 5 or 12K Run and Walk or Kids Run on their website at arthritis.org. That's arthritis.org. Just search under the Get Involved tab for the Jingle Bell Run and more great community events. 